0: Hello everyone, welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK, starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine, and today we're getting into season 3, episode 5, Freddie. You can probably hear that my voice sounds a lot clearer than last week, I was super congested last week, but I'm feeling a lot better, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode with Chelsea Poe, we had such a fun time, it was a real giggle fest. Um, This week, while I am physically feeling better, I am mentally in a sunken place of crying over Freffy edits on Tumblr, so clearly I am unwell at the ripe age of 27, but still, I persist and create this content so that I can cry about Freddie and Effie with you guys. In this episode, we're going to see a lot about Freddie's family, his backstory, and get to know him more, and see what the deal is with Freddie. The season started off in the very first episode with Freddie skateboarding, and we revisit that type of shot, although this time he's skating in a skate park and not through the streets. I think that this solidifies Freddie as one of the major protagonists of this series, because having the repeated opening shots of him sort of makes him have a main character moment, I think. So we see him skating, and then quickly cut to a recording of the episode of Search for a Sex Bomb that his sister is performing in, and it's this American Idol talent show type of TV series where you just perform to be sort of a hot, sexy pop star, and while at the time that this aired it was definitely clearly satirical and making fun of those shows, since then in the past decade so many shows that basically are exactly that have come out that it doesn't even feel like a satire at this point, so that was kind of funny to note. But yeah, Karen and her fellow performers are on stage in these fabulous pink fishnet outfits that I actually really love and will revisit later on. She's just doing sort of this typical pop star performance, really neither here nor there about it, in my opinion. And we are introduced to the family dynamic where... Freddie is just sort of watching this performance with disgust and Karen's like, don't I look so sexy? And Freddie's like, you're my sister, so no. And then she sort of throws a tantrum and the dad comes in and is like, Freddie, tell your sister she looks sexy on the television. And Freddie's just sort of resigned. So he gives in. And this is a big trait that we see in Freddie is that he tends to just sort of fight his tongue and just go along with whatever people want just to, like, make them happy in the moment. Freddy's also really disgusted by the way his sister is using their mother's death as a plot device to get her further along in the competition, and I can definitely understand why he would feel offended by that, especially if that's his sister's way of coping is to just sort of become this magnetic workaholic, and Freddy's really withdrawn and insulated in his life so they're definitely different people and he's just really outwardly disgusted by his sister using it to her advantage. So he goes outside sort of storming out of the house and sees Effie in the backyard just sitting there. I think there's like two Bristol's Best Awards for this episode only because this outfit that Effie's wearing isn't super flashy or noticeable, but it's just so early Tumblr that I love it, and she's just wearing fishnets, black combat boots, and an oversized sleeveless black shirt with, like, an owl on it or something. So I have to point out the fit, because it's great. And Effie and Freddy go into his shed. We've seen the shed before, kind of the hangout spot. They're just, like, sitting and sort of quietly enjoying each other's company smoking a joint or a spliff and the way freddie looks at effie is very romantic and sweet especially compared to the way cook treats effie which uh that comparison comes in pretty quickly because cook and jj just barge into the shed yelling and like being super obnoxious as always There's a minor detail where Cook is wearing boxing gloves and he's talking about boxing somebody and the person's name was Anwar the Magnificent. So I'm like, I don't think he was boxing the Anwar that we know, but maybe it's a reference. I don't know. But there's just a little bit of a flash moment where he says the name Anwar. And, of course, I thought of our Anwar that we all know and love. But you would think that Anwar would still be in London, so... I'm guessing he's not a boxer in Bristol now. Anyway, JJ's super cute. He has a watch on each wrist, which, again, there's so many little details in this episode that are very endearing or funny. And he does this magic trick where he puts the joint in his mouth and then swallows a bunch of pee from the pee jug and then, like, spits it out onto a lighter to blow fire. It's funny, but also gross. I'm like, JJ, stop putting piss in your mouth. That's not good for you. (laughs) I would not drink Cook's piss, of all people. Cook is becoming more and more insufferable through each passing episode at this point, and he's basically demanding that Effie have sex with him, and she says no. She's not going anywhere near him and his Crayola dick. So he is pissed, and says, okay, well, if you're not gonna fuck us, then get the fuck out of here. So, she leaves, and... Freddy doesn't defend her. And that's... This is one of the fatal character flaws of Freddy. And he's the nice guy, right? He's, like, the sweet, quiet guy. And it's so frustrating when you're like, this is the time you should speak up, Freddy! There are so many moments in this episode where Freddy should speak up, and then he doesn't. He bottles it up, and then he lashes out at totally the wrong person at this totally inappropriate time, and he looks like an asshole because it's like, Freddy, speak up now. Don't wait and bottle it up and then, like, lash out at your sister or whatever, which is what ends up happening as we see there's this talk about the interview for the search for a sex bomb show they have to do you know those cut-in scenes of an interview and freddie really doesn't want to do it for the reasons i've explained about being disgusted about the sister using their mom's death and they're like you have to talk about mom and how the death impacted you and how that means your sister should be a pop star (laughs) His sister is just antagonizing him, so I can understand that that's frustrating, but then he just, like, totally loses it, and he pulls down her pants, which is... I don't have siblings, so... Is that a thing? I feel like that's not a thing. I remember people pantsing a lot in high school, but I don't know if siblings pants each other. Is I don't know. Anyway, he just, like, freaks out and, like, pulls her pants down... I guess to humiliate her or whatever, yeah, Freddy has a lot of issues. (laughs) He needs a good therapist, I think, um, instead of hanging out with Cook and smoking weed, because clearly that's not really an effective form of therapy. There's this tension just building between Karen and Freddy, and it's just going to keep escalating and escalating through the episode. Then we flash, and Josie, the career coach who talked to Cassie and Chris in Seasons 1 and 2, she's back and she's teaching English, I'm guessing. So it was really good to see a familiar face and see her and her little quirky behavior and mannerisms. There's also a funny moment where Pandora speaks up in class and realizes she read Harry Potter instead of Hamlet, and it's very cute. We love a little Pandora moment. She's not really in this episode too much, so that's pretty much all we see of her in this one. The main moment in this class is Freddie and Effie sitting next to each other and their arms are touching and he has goosebumps. He's just so excited and nervous to be close to her and he really has genuine feelings for her, very much unlike Cook, clearly. And... Naomi sort of gives him a little wank and a nudge and she makes a joke. I don't remember exactly what she says, but it's basically like a joke about Hamlet just being so pathetic for Ophelia and jerking off for her or whatever. <laughs> and it is pretty funny. And then Cook laughs and we'll see through this generation that Cook and Naomi have sort of a very endearing friendship. So this is sort of the blooming start of their friendship and sort of sweet moments between them. After class, Cook is wrestling JJ in the hallway, tickling him just to be annoying. He's just such an annoying boy, you know. And not to be like, oh, boys will be boys, but just Cook is an annoying boy. He just is. And It's starting to show that the friend group is really falling apart because Cook says, hey, let's go to the pub, and Freddy refuses to go, and he just puts on his fedora and (laughs) walks away. (laughs) I know the fedora was more appropriate at the time that this aired, but it's still rough to watch a fedora scene at all. I struggle with the fedora and the nice guy thing. It's a little too on the nose. So Freddie gets home, and it's time for the interview with the TV show. And basically, he's just, he is kind of just being a dick. Even though he doesn't like the show, it doesn't really matter. And it's like, Freddie just be supportive. And he calls the producer, um, Jordan, a cocaine-snorting, like, whatever he says, asshole, something like that and jordan just like lays it into freddie and is like hey you little emo bitch (laughs) like at least i have fun how's being sad working for you which is like jesus christ (laughs) it's really intense um and the producer clearly really likes karen and just freddie is kind of the sad sack in the corner he's justified in being upset about it but it is kind of like dude just suck it up for a minute you know which i think the first time i watched this when i was younger i felt more of that teenage righteousness of like you should always stand by your beliefs and if you think this is wrong then you tell those producers off and now i'm just old and tired and i'm like whatever like it's literally two sentences After getting roasted by the producer, Freddie storms outside, and JJ joins him in the shed. And we see that the way that Cook and Freddie compete for Effie, they also compete for JJ, and it sort of becomes, okay, who owns Effie and who owns JJ? And it must be really weird to be childhood friends with someone, spend your whole life with them, and then you grow up and you know, you're almost an adult and you are becoming completely different people that aren't compatible. And like JJ says at some point, what else are you going to do? Like, who is Freddie without Cook and JJ and the life they've always lived? And I think maybe Freddie sees that he could have this different life if he were with Effie, which is a lot of pressure on her (laughs) to basically be like, his escape from all the problems in his life when she has her own problems and we see this when he goes over to the stoneham house and he's trying to escape this bullshit with his family and his friends and he's looking to turn to effie and she opens the door and her parents are just yelling at each other about the divorce and he goes in with her and They're just listening to the parents screaming at each other, and it's like, this isn't much of a refuge from your problems, Freddie. Like, she has her own shit going on. And he brings up, don't you think we'd be good together? Which is the most wildly inappropriate time to bring this up. (laughs) Like, it is the least romantic time. (laughs) But maybe he's kind of thinking, oh, we could both escape from our problems together. Which, okay, that's a little more fair. But this is the iconic scene where Effie says, no, and he says, well, why not? And she says, because I'll break your heart. And he's like, well, maybe I'll break yours. And she says, nobody breaks my heart. And besides, why would I want that? Which is, you know, Tumblr famous, TikTok famous quote from Effie. There's also a really great ending scene to the Stoneham House where they're arguing about who gets to keep what in the divorce and mr stoneham is like i'm keeping this pan that you gave me and there's just a shot of him walking away with just the pan in his hand it's just a really good cinematic choice i think freddie wakes up the next morning to the shed being turned into a studio for karen which obviously he is extremely upset about because the shed also was his refuge from the stress of his family and his life it was sort of his escape and now one by one all of his escapist coping mechanisms are being destroyed and all his belongings have been just thrown out and now it's this sterile white studio space for karen so he decides to go to the pub quiz night that Cook wanted everyone to go to. The questions are really funny that Uncle Keith is asking. Like, I was cracking up at that. Naomi and Emily are there, and Effie shows up with some random guy to kind of, I think, just show hey, I have other prospects other than Cook and Freddie. Like, I don't need either of you guys, I have my own life. And so the tensions are brewing in the pub. No pun intended, but that was pretty funny. Haha, <laughs> brewing. <laughs> Sorry. And then it all explodes when Cook is talking shit about Karen with Freddie, because obviously Freddie's just venting to his friends about the shed and blah, blah, blah. And JJ's like, well, if you hate Karen so much, Cook, why did you have sex with her? And. Yeah, let that secret slip. JJ. (laughs) But hey, he's just being honest. And I mean, that is just so gross. Like, Cook, do not sleep with your best friend's sister, you scumbag. It's so awful. And obviously, Freddie is just disgusted. And this is another time, though, where I'm like, Freddie, you should speak up and just yell at Cook now. But instead, he just goes outside and throws up and... He's really sick, obviously, but I just wish he would have a little bit of a faster reaction time instead of just sort of holding things in and freaking out later. He goes and he just yells at Karen about it, because obviously Karen is an easier target for his aggression, too. And this is the fucking problem with, like, oh, I'm such a nice guy. And it's like, yeah, you're such a nice guy that you won't stand up to your sort of dominant male friend who you're scared of because you're a little bitch boy for him but you'll yell at your sister and blame her and call her a whore like freddie sucks in this scene and (sighs) yeah i don't agree with the violence that ensues but i do think he's being awful in this situation his sister leaves the dad comes in and the dad punches freddie in the face which i don't agree with that was not a good reaction clearly none of the men in this family have any emotional maturity at all emotional intelligence who is she we've never heard of that yeah so his dad punches him in the face and it's kind of a wake-up call for freddie though because it's like you can't just not speak up to cook and not stand up for yourself and then go berate your sister and turn to Effie and just like use the women in your life. Obviously, he has some issues with women. After his dad punches him in the face, then he runs to find Effie again. And I do love this scene. So there's this contrast where it shows that Freddie is not emotionally mature at all and he's not actually ready for this relationship. He thinks he wants this great romance with Effie. But I will say the next scene is one of my favorite scenes in all of Skins, and it makes me cry. So he goes to the Stoneham house once again, and Anthea says, oh, I think Effie's at the water park. So he runs. He just sprints all the way to find her, and he calls her, and she's laying out on the dock in the lake, and she stands up with her phone ringing, and they just lock eyes, and... He jumps in the water, and they swim to each other, and then they kiss in the water, and it's so beautiful and sweet. Oh, and this is my Freffy love is this scene. It's so sweet, and you can just tell that Effie feels really loved and, like, seen and appreciated. Oh, oh my gosh, you guys, I get really emo about this. And then he just says, well, now I told you, and now you know, and he swims away, and Effie just knows that Freddie, like, really cares for her, at least in a deeper way than Cook does, even if he's still got a lot of growing to do. It's really sweet, and I cry. And then we cut back (laughs) out of the emotional sweet scene to the chaos that is his family life, because we're back to the sex bomb search, and Karen performing Ass to Ass, This is where I do have to give the actual Bristol's Best Award for this episode to Karen performing ass-to-ass in a pink feather boa, knee-high PVC pink boots, and pink thigh-highs, and then just sort of a cheap pink teddy lingerie type of thing. It's just such a look, so she wins for that. Freddy's in a better mood because Effie and him had that really sweet kiss and he's feeling like a million bucks and definitely not deriving his self-worth from the validation from Effie or anything, but whatever. It's not that deep. What are you talking about, Augustine? Anyway, so he's just happy because they had that romantic kiss and it seems that Effie likes him and so he's, like, dancing at the performance But we find out that she lost the competition, and Freddy genuinely is sympathetic. I think he's finally seen that he was kind of being a dick (laughs) and not being supportive and just sort of projecting his own thoughts, even though everything with their mom obviously was truly upsetting, and I think that's really valid, but... His sister's also trying to cope and trying to do what she thinks is right. So he's being supportive now, and he's comforting her when she loses the competition. And Cook and JJ show up, and they're all braggadocious about the fact that they voted against her. JJ kind of feels bad, but Cook is really just boasting about it. And he's like making fun of the fact that they... He and Karen fucked, and I don't know, he's just being such a dick. Like, Cook is such a dick. And he's just getting worse and worse the more he's, like, losing control of everybody. Cook says that he got everyone in the pub to vote against her, and that's why she lost by 15 votes. So, I don't know. Maybe in Cook's mind and his twisted reality, he was trying to do the right thing and get vengeance for Freddy, because all of this is from them losing the shed... So Cook was probably thinking, like, yeah, your sister sucks because she took our shed, so I'm going to make her lose and then you'll be happy, right, Freddy? Which kind of is trying to help your friend, but it's just totally not the right way to do it. So Freddy's pissed at Cook for sabotaging his sister, and they just get into this, like, bro fight, and it's super lame, and Cook, like, kisses freddie in the heat of the moment because obviously cook doesn't know the difference between violence and sex and love and kissing and punching are pretty much the same thing for cook let's be real but they get into a little tussle and then cook breaks the family portrait on the way out of the door he's just like fuck you and once again, Freddy tries to run away from his problems by going to Effie's house. And for, for some reason, Anthea's really rude to him when he shows up, and she's like, oh, just fuck off. Is Anthea just bitter and grumpy because of her own divorce? Is that why she's being a dick to Freddy? Because I'm like, I don't think Freddy did anything to make Anthea be mad. I don't know what Effie's told her mom about Freddy either. I don't know. But either way, he goes outside and he's looking up at Effie's window and we see Cook and Effie in the window and they're clearly fucking and Freddie's just heartbroken. And that is the last scene of this episode. So much is getting set up as Skins does. We set up all the dominoes just to watch them fall <laughs> because we love to torture ourselves with this show and the characters and now I'm emotionally invested in Freddie and Effie, and we're just gonna have to see how the turntables, as I think they say in the office. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me this week. This episode was a lot of fun, even though I cry. I cry at the scene where they're swimming in the lake and they kiss. So beautiful. And next week we're talking about Naomi, I believe, and seeing Naomi's family, home life, all of that. So that'll be sort of a fresh start into something different that is not the love triangle. And yeah, I hope you all have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate you guys being here chillin talking about skins with me you can follow the instagram at oh wow the podcast and i always post on the youtube and the reddit i've been pretty bad about posting on the reddit but i will do that tonight so anyway thanks for joining follow the socials and i will see you guys next week thanks bye